0: So I walked the hills for for many days, many weeks, asking this question, what are you? What are you? What is an elemental? What is a nature spirit?
1: And after a while, the answer came. Hello and welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world right now. Our guest today is Susan Raven. Explore the magical world of nature spirits and elementals. Susan has spent the last 20 years living in the remote hills of Midwest Wales, deepening her understanding and connection with the elemental kingdom. She's the author of the popular book Nature Spirits, The Remembrance, A Guide to the Elemental Kingdom. This is her story and this is her passion. Susan, welcome to Passion Harvest. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Well, welcome. Welcome from the Nature Spirits of Wales, And you Um, live in the remote hills of Wales, (laughs) which is wonderful. So I guess for the audience, my first question to you is, what are nature spirits? Okay, that's a a very good place to start. Let's start with what
0: is an elemental and, and what is a nature spirit? When I started on this journey... Uh, I moved from a city, I moved from London, and I moved to mid-Wales, and it was after following the work of Rudolf Steiner, who was a philosopher, scientist, and also a very profound seer. He was born with the faculty to see into the invisible realms, and so I had followed his work for a while. It is not the easiest work to read, and... I was particularly moved by his lectures on the nature spirits. And I really felt my passion, if we're going to use this word passion or the initiative that I felt was really important was to bring through his work about the nature spirits in a way that was really graspable for people who were new to the subject. And, um, So I walked the hills for for many days, many weeks, asking this question, what are you? What are you? What is an elemental? What is a nature spirit? And after a while, the answer came. I'm going to just read from my book what this answer is. The question is, what is an elemental An elemental is a nexus of subtly primed consciousness and vitality working at the junction between spirit and matter. It is a constituent part of an ever evolving life giving expression of divine creation. Working on the front line of physical formation, each elemental is charged with a specific mission regarding the assemblage, cohesion, and animation of physical matter on earth, ranging from the density of a mountain rock to the rarefied heat of a candle flame. They are created and programmed by a sublime hierarchy of advanced consciousness, who over aeons of time developed their life spirit to the point where they can create life itself and give it away this gift of life radiates down through the octaves of manifestation and condensation and out into infinitesimal elemental parts an expression from the elementals is we know what we must do and we do it So they are myriad points of life, these elementals. There is an unceasing movement hovering over the earth, the etheric field, the field of life. And the elementals are these, as I said, myriad points of life. And each point has a a specific mission. So that is... The, the component parts, the sort of spiritual or super sensible ecology in the invisible realms, in the quantum realm. So that's an elemental. And then if one is to ask what's, what is a, a nature spirit, it's really an organising intelligence within and behind physical matter that It oversees the incarnation of the idea of the phenomena into the earth and it holds the memory of place. So we could say, let's take an apple tree. In the roots and the trunk, we would have the earth spirits or the gnomes. They're, They're responsible for holding the solid form. Then we'd have the undines or water elementals that are part of the sap going up and down the tree. And then we have the air spirits or the sylphs, and they're responsible for um, carrying the light and infusing the light into the blossom. And then we have the fire elementals or salamanders, and their responsibility is the generative warmth that brings about the intelligent fruiting of the apple. And the, so that's that's all the elementals and the nature spirit is of the whole tree. So you could have a nature spirit of a mountain or a marsh. And um, they're overseeing these myriad points of life that have a specific task in the spiritual world. And the best way to really describe... to to bring in an imagination to help one really feel this. Matter doesn't create form, it fills the contours and spaces drawn and created by
1: invisible forces and nature spirits. Thank you, that was beautiful. But uh, uh, for those who don't have the awareness that you do who might ask the question of why? What is the point?
0: Brilliant question. (laughs) Why? Why? Because if we didn't have nature spirits and we didn't have this super sensible or spiritual or invisible um, life force on earth, everything would be like stalagmites. It would be absolutely solid. It would be calcified. There has to be this infusion of life into matter. And life has personality. One could say if you're going to go way out into the cosmos, let's say the, the Milky Way galaxy, that is a being. It is, it, is, um, it is a life form. It is a vast life form. And in ancient art, let's say the the egyptian art that the the milky way is shown as this goddess nut and she's half female half bovine half cow and she out of her breast she creates the stars of the galaxy so you, the galaxy is a life form a solar system is a life form each planet is a life form and the Kingdoms, the nature kingdoms on a planet, they are all life forms. So there has to be this sort of drop down sequence of consciousness, process and form. And the nature spirits and elementals are in the middle. They're in process and activity, holding the physical forms of the earth
1: into form and bringing life. So I'm talking from a human perspective here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they look like? <laughs> what do they look like? <laughs> yes. Well,
0: for most of us, we can't see them, and there's a, and there is a reason why. Our ancient ancestors, our ancient ancestors, were fully aware of these beings. We see them in ancient art carved onto walls, carved into stone. And our ancient ancestors, they lived in this sort of group soul, sort of dream-like clairvoyance, where they could actually see these beings. But th- the point of human evolution was to move out of group consciousness and to develop our individuality and to develop our individual intellectual reasoning. So we have this right up until, let's say, the Renaissance, people were still sort of in the folk soul and there was still this ancient clairvoyance and our ancestors from ancient times up to clairvoyance, up to um, the Renaissance rather, were able to perceive these beings and then it dropped away as we evolved to develop our individuality and to ve- develop our reasoning and our science. And now it's gone too far the other way. So we've reached this point in evolution where our scientific and intellectual prowess needs to be shot through with spirituality. It needs to be shot through with um the opening of the organ of the heart, so the heart and the other chakras, the heart, the throat, the um, the temple, these chakras need to now open up. And once they're functioning fully, we will be able to see these beings. Now, there are exercises and there are processes to develop the capacity and the faculty to see these beings. And that's what I've been doing over the years. I don't see them all the time. Um, Like most spiritual practices, it's about finding this still, quiet, peaceful, profound quietness of will. Quiet I bear within me. Peace is my strength. And finding this real stillness and going into nature, into the forest, and declaring to the forest, I am a nature spirit too. And I seek admittance to your world. And it's about finding the divine in oneself. Which then gives you a key to finding the divine nature realm out in nature. And that is what we're doing at the moment. And that is what is so key at the moment. Because our scientific mind and our scientific world is all about sort of weight, measure, You can stand outside science and you can talk about things and philosophise about things and weigh and measure it and file it on spreadsheets. Nature can be um, forced down into a diagram, if you like. Forced down into forms. It's like you're dissecting the corpse of nature. Whereas the new science that's coming through, the new scientists, these great new scientists like uh, Greg Braden, Nassim Harriman, it's about, it's about feeling and participating and becoming the other. It's about not just talking about phenomena it's about talking and communicating with phenomena and finding that language where we can extract truth from the phenomena itself. And part of that is understanding how the nature spirits work and how this invisible realm, and accessing this visible realm and working out how the language, how it speaks to us, the language. And it's a language of not just the intellect. We use the entire body as an instrument of diagnosis, symbology, imagination, sensing, feeling, and then interpreting that. So it's questioning the phenomena now. It's not just dissecting it. We're beginning to talk to the genus or the, proto- the divine prototype of the phen- phenomena itself. This is what the new science is about. So everything in nature is a being and everything in nature is communicable. We've just forgotten how to communicate and we've forgotten how to understand the feedback, this loop of reciprocity I mean, the the indigenous people of the earth have have kept their communication with the nature spirits um, for millennia. And it's that's been for the good of us all, that they've kept this this dialogue and this love and ritual and uh, their many traditions of connecting with the living intelligence of the earth.
1: Oh, thank you, Susan. So just to reiterate for the audience, Mm -hmm. which you've just done, but if if you were to do it in steps, how can one connect with the nature spirits and elementals? Great. Let's do that.
0: Let's do that. I have a list here of what I take to my workshop, so we'll just run through this list. This is a how-to. Okay, first of all, you need to ask yourself some questions. Am I shying away from the nature spirits? Am I frightened of them? The next question is, am I shying away from a being? Am I shying away from being observed by a being that knows more about me than I know myself? Because our soul and our biography is written in our aura and they can see it. So am I shying away from being um, observed? Am I shying away from a remembrance that is so deep it will hurt my heart? Because once you begin to connect with these beings... The truth is so profound. There are no masks in this super sensible, etheric field. And then the last one is, am I shying away from the responsibility that the relationship will bring? Because once you know and you feel what is going on in these spiritual realms, there is a huge responsibility. And while we have a vast amount of um, people admonishing humanity, saying we should be doing this, we should be doing that, and going on rallies, and um, there's much, much more power from experiencing our thoughtlessness in a conversation or an experience with a nature spirit. None of us like being berated by another human being. But if we have truth conveyed to us by a download, if you like, I'm not mad about that word, but it's, it's a very efficient word, by a download from a nature spirit or a revelation from a nature spirit. So first of all, as I said, you need to find this quiet space you need to quiet everything in you. And there's this wonderful phrase that my teacher gave me, which is called reverse will. So you're looking around, you go into sort of med- meditation and you just quiet the will. You're just thinking, what what's making me what's making me think? You just reverse this will. You look around your body and You find, if there a beam across my head? Is there any pressure? And you allow all this density or pressure to fall into the earth. She's constituted to receive these things if one uh, performs a conversation in this way. And it's, Mother Earth, please take these uneasy offerings. Return, transform them with your power and your grace and return them to me as useful thoughts and deeds. So the first thing is to unload yourself of that which is pressurizing you. And again, it's using a phrase to then find the divinity within yourself. And here is a a beautiful mantra by Rudolf Steiner. More radiant than the sun, purer than the snow, subtler than the ether is the self. I am that self, that self am I. Spirit within my heart, I am that self, that self am I. So it's, you need, you cannot go into nature with self-berating. And that I am presence within you, that spark in the heart, that is the part of you that can sustain self-worth. Because we look so we look to everybody else to raise self-worth within us. It's so hard sometimes to find the self-worth but we need to find and honor ourselves before we go into the forest or we go into onto the beach or we go into nature. So it's honoring the self is the very first step. So let's see and by the way i really loved your the interview you not interview the um piece that you presented yourself about your uh <clears throat> your healing process on the beach after sorrow oh that was a while wow, ago okay, thank you <laughs> yes walking the sand being with the sea la mer la mer the, the sea and the sand these were looking upon you with a benevolent gaze and they were healing your sorrow yes. because you went to them for healing. And it was I, I had nowhere else to go. Exactly. Well, I do recommend your audience to check to, to, to listen to your um piece there because it's very powerful. How nature can heal that the um the sorrow and the um the challenges that we have. So let, let's, take, let's take, we're going to work with, a, with an ancient old apple tree. So you, you approach the tree and you greet and you ask permission. It's like, may I look at you? It's good manners. Just may I look at you? Be in a state of gratitude prepare yourself for their bandwidth because they exist in a bandwidth and we have to tune ourselves into their bandwidth. And then say to the apple tree, I give you permission to connect with me. So there has to be this permission and this greeting. And first of all, you sort of relate to the plant. What's living close to it? plants are underneath it how does it relate to its environment introduce yourself i am susan and i've come to i've come to connect with you i've come to awaken within you and native spirits see us not a solid form they see us as a constellation of energies So that when we've um, honoured ourselves, we begin to light up. We really light up. We're like a Christmas tree or just this shimmering constellation of energy. And you could say something like, I'm here to listen to you. And you just release and let go, reverse will and rest with the tree. And then if you have a question, it's your question is, how can I work through, and you say your challenge, and you offer up this question, and you send out from your heart a thread of the purest attention and attentiveness. It's like a silver thread, it's a line of communication into the tree. Rest with it. And this line of um, communication means you can receive feelings and sensations and maybe even words will appear on the inner screen or images on your inner screen. You'll begin to get some kind of messaging or inspiration. And this is the thread. So that's one way you can work with them. Another way is you can sit with a a tree, let's say, and you draw it and they love it when you draw them. It's like you're sort of caressing them. Every time you look up and you draw, you look up and you draw and you look up and you draw and you can just feel the presence of the tree. It's, you have a, a quality of looking. And so often we look with such a predatory gaze. We need to develop new ways of looking at nature. It's our gaze is like has a fingertip at the end of it. And it's like if we're going to look at this apple tree, we caress it like you're touching the baby's head. It's a softness. And so as you begin to draw, you can then you can then again feel this sort of connection and thread between you and the tree. You work through all the senses. With some plants, you can take a leaf and actually take an essence or the chemical essence of the tree in and eat it and sort of feel its chemistry and acknowledge its chemistry Try not to intend too strongly or force anything. Because if you do, this will override your perception. What you need is to let perception and observation flower into awakening into the other or participation in the other life activity of the phenomena you're working with. You dissolve with the other plant. You may receive images and sensations. Let them flow. Try not to force them into an intellectual sequence that you think is right. This comes with impatience. We want our answer. You just have to be this open vessel, this open chalice. There's, There's a fluency in plant and phenomena language. And if you begin to receive some sensations or some images and you and it's confusing, it's ask this question: Have I understood you correctly? And then pause. Please show me something to help me understand what you're conveying to me. Another way is You can create in your inner screen behind your eyes a picture of your dilemma or your question, and you send it as a picture towards the plant. Wait, go into reverse will, and then after a while you may receive an image. So these these are a few things that you can do. And also you have to remember, not have to remember, what You, you can remember that if you let your eyes go really, really soft on a summer day and you look at the outline of a tree, you can see this shimmer around it, this mobile, conductive, shimmering, fine filigree of light. And that is the etheric field of the tree. And that's where the nature spirits are really holding it into the shape that it is. And you can probably see this picture behind me. It's of a wheat stem. You can see the, um, the shimmering ether, it's holding it in its form. And this sort of the nature spirits or the the ether around the seed. Yeah. So in order to connect with the plant, it's in movement. So you move. So copy its gesture. If you're a tree, just copy its gesture. It's great fun to, to try this movement with the tree. And there is... There's quite a a specific uh, set of movements that can be very um, soothing. If you don't want to use your intellect, you would rather use your body as a form of of communication. And I'll just give you these three movements. They're from Eurythmy. And this is is brought through with uh, Rudolf Steiner's wife. And it's a form of um, communication through mu- movement. And here, this set of three movements, if you do this in front of a tree or, or a phenomena, maybe you'd like to do it with me, take your arms like this. It's like a hug. Bah. The sound of this movement is ba. So you're sort of bowing with a hug just in front of the tree or to the phenomena. And then the second one, arms down, one hand going like that and one hand going like this. Forward, back, forward, back, give and receive give and receive. It's great. It's coming through the screen beautifully. So we're doing it together. And if you do this with the plant, you begin to create this lovely loop of reciprocity. And then the third movement when you finish that is to go Feel yourself ground down into the earth. So those are a set of protocols, if you like, that can help you enter into this conversation with the beings. Will you see a whole gnome and a party of fairies straight away? I don't know. You may be. But after a while, you begin to you begin to have this conversation, and what is the word conversation? Converse, make verses together, or make music together. But we participate in the song of creation together. So shall I tell you a little bit more about the different um, nature spirits of the different four elements? Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, this should, again, hopefully not confuse, but to help your audience understand the substance of nature spirits, what they're actually made of. And you have to remember that We're going into this invisible realm and this invisible realm is highly conductive and it's in this constant state of metamorphosis, um, a constant state of becoming. And again, just before I go on to these four elements, that's another great question to ask whatever phenomena you're with. It is, please show me your becoming. And another question you can ask is, how do you feel me feeling you? And then you could say, who are you? What is your task on earth? And then the really powerful question after you get used to doing this is, who am I? When you ask, when you get to this um, zone and bandwidth of um, shimmering truth, and you ask the question, who am I, that can be very profound. What is your role in creation? What is my role? in creation, these powerful questions. These come a bit later. Okay, so let's have a look at the the four elements, the beings of the four elements. We have the... um, Let's start in matter. Let's have a look at the um, elementals of solid form, the rocks, the soil, the trunks of the trees. This solid matter, the metals within the earth. Now, as I said, we have this bandwidth that human beings have a visibility of a quite a small narrow bandwidth, but there is a huge bandwidth either side. Now, the gnomes or the earth beings, <clears throat> I'm going to use the word gnomes, and I I implore everybody to try not to go go to the vision of the um garden center paraphernalia try and think of these um clever clever industrious beings that are within the earth and they're below our bandwidth of um visibility i.e they're sort of they're vibrant it's not that they're bad their vibration is quite it's below us and their substance, what they're actually made of is acute intelligence or acute cleverness. Um, That's why you often see in folklore that they have these huge heads. So they have this, uh, you know, truth really comes through in all sorts of forms. So these beings are, their substances intelligence. They're like the midwives of the seed in the soil. They sort of guard the seeds in the soil. Um, also, plants and trees, they're like satellite dishes, and they are listening to something we're all listening to something, but human beings often don't hear it. It's the song of creation. But these beings are highly intelligent and they're listening to these fine vibrations of the different alignments of the planets. The, uh, the sound of the Schumann resonance, the sound, um, the sounds, the movement of the stars, everything, these are fine nuances that um, help to develop the plants. And these earth elementals are very, very sensitive to that. These beings also hold the memory of the land. So if one wanted to go into what is the history, go into meditation on the land, what is the history? What's happened on this land? The earth spirits hold the memory of place. We go on to the Ondines or the water spirits. The water spirits, as I said earlier on, are responsible for the sap going up the trees. They um, exist or are permeated in moisture and water. And their substance is really sort of one, the closest thing you can say is emotion and feeling. So if they were to go up the stem of a rose and they'd come to the red of the rose, they really feel the beingness, the the sensitivity of the color red. They are super sensitive beings They're called the um, chemists in nature. They're responsible for the whole process of um, the watery substance of plants. And they work with the air spirits with this great chemistry the photosynthesis of living light and living water that creates the uh, photosynthesis. So with, um, you just have to go to a waterfall, just sit by a waterfall and say to the the undines, let me know you, what is your substance? And um, we create water with our emotion, with our tears. So if you imagine your emotions, were a substance, that is what their main substance is, is emotion and feeling. And of course, water is super sensitive. I mean, you only have to look at this wonderful, I don't know whether you've come across this amazing lady, um, Veda Austin, she's been freezing water, different water and different substances, placing images, mentally placing images and speaking and singing into water and then freezing it. It's like the mood and the uh, um, images hit the geometry of the water. So it's water is so super sensitive. And then we come on to the air spirits, the light bearers. And their substance, the closest you could get to that is if you imagine... A wish or a will is a substance. And you only have to go to the top of one of these big Welsh hills and feel the west wind coming in to understand the will of the sylphs. <laughs> and uh, the great zephyrs. And again, that's that's a wonderful thing to do. You just go to the top of the hill and feel the wind and say zephyrs and sylphs. Please let me know your wisdom. The Sylphs are also the light bearers. As I say, they they are the bearers of light to the blossom and the petals. And again, they're super sensitive to the starry script and the movement of the planets. This whole um, dance of the planets and the stars creates geometry, it creates um, a geometry and a sound and a song that then drops into and falls into matter in a myriad way. And they light up and and, um, dip in and out of visible reality like little shards, like little lightning. I mean, I'm sure maybe... On a very hot day and you look into a blue sky, you can see these little sparkles. those are the sylphs dipping in and out in and out. They light up and light down like meteors. And our DNA is absorbing and releasing biophotons all the time. And the sylphs are very connected with the biophotons. But to say that they're the same thing is to sort of um, limit creation. They're very close cousins, I would say. And then the fire spirits, as I said, they are responsible for generative warmth. This particular living warmth that surrounds the petals that then brings forth the apple and brings forth the seed. So that's just a very sort of brief overview. I have all of this in much more
1: detail in my book, which is called Nature Spirits, The Remembrance. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much. I did mention your book in the uh, beginning of your introduction. Uh, I will leave a link in the show notes. Do you have a website for people to connect with you? Yes, it's
0: SusanRaven.com. Uh, I'm also a songwriter. I don't know whether you managed to hear any of my songs, but uh, that I sent you. Um, I've been a songwriter for many years. I have three uh, albums out, and I've got quite a few YouTube um, YouTube song videos. And I choose to use exquisite photographs of the landscape with my songs. And I walk the land and I'm given songs by the nature spirits, basically. I have Uh, the the two latest ones are called uh, Ride to the Storm and the other one is called Waves of Grace. And both of these songs are particularly focusing on where we are at the moment in our evolution. And how key and how so important it is to be reconnecting with the intelligence of the land and reconnecting with the nature spirits, because I think one could say that every single challenge and difficulty we have as humans at the moment is due to our separation from nature. Beings have um, lost their beingness because they've been turned into commodities Um, the earth is seen as resource and nature spirits and elementals they've been cordoned off and laughed at or belittled scoffed at and as I said there was a reason why we moved away from that clairvoyance but it's so key that we come back to it now and understand this, and work with this living intelligence of the land and of nature. Because we've reached such a uh, a dire situation. But we are having help because there are new elementals, there are new forces flowing into the earth. Many people describe it as the ascension waves. Other people describe it as we're um, moving from carbon base to crystalline base. Rudolf Steiner, with his profound clairvoyance, foretold that at this time there would be a new wave of elementals. He calls them the Christ elementals. And he said that science will be infused with a Christ impulse, um, farming All these different um, initiatives will be infused with a new wisdom and a new light. And it's for us to take, you know, to notice this and and act upon it. He also said that this would be the time of a great splitting. And this song, um, Ride the Storm, I encapsulate, I try to encapsulate Lyrics with music to convey this idea that there is a form of splitting going on at the moment in humanity. It's foretold in so many um legends, in many uh films and books, that there will be the humanity that will, as Steiner um, says, he said that will be welded to technology. And there will be the humanity that will become ever closer to nature and work with nature and ascend this planet and ascend with this planet. And it almost had to get as dire as it is today in order to, crisis creates invention, crisis brings about um, a profound will to change things and there are wonderful initiatives going on all over the place I mean here in Britain we've got this new initiative called the People's Food and Farming Alliance and lots and lots of people are joining I mean it's just growing like wildfire. Because people truly, they know instinctively that we need food that's going to help us raise our consciousness. We need decent food. We need decent and proper water. So it's going to. It's turbulent now, and I think it's going to be pretty turbulent for quite a few years. And one way of just managing this turbulence in our own souls and in our own hearts is to really connect back with nature get barefoot on the ground I know it's cold at the moment well it's cold here but it doesn't matter get your feet on the ground get grounded grounding um, it gets the blood blowing all those sort of clumped up blood cells begin to sort of ease out and flow much better when you're connected to the ground, walk out in nature, speak to the elementals, go into this place of peace is my strength. And you will get direction, you will get inspiration and guidance on how to navigate what is coming towards us if you connect back with nature. She knows where we're going. The earth knows full well what's happening and where we're going. We just have to connect back with her and we'll be fine.
1: Thank you so much, Susan. That was great. I keep being pressed to ask this one final question and that was just <laughs> such a beautiful possibly a way to end the show but you spoke about the memory of the land and elementals yes. hold memories why are people drawn to a particular geographical location they might go to a place to say this is home or i love it here i feel happy why several reasons
0: if it has been a place of ritual loving ritual positive positive ritual the elemental kingdom is singing and it holds the memory of this positive living ritual there's also the karmic in past lives you may have been at this place and uh, you recognize it and it brings back warm memories and we can heal many many places that are Um, that are sick and sad i'll give you just are you happy for me to continue yes sure (laughs) okay
1: Um, i won't keep you for too much longer i'm sorry
0: (laughs) i'll just give you an example of what what i mean by that i recently moved to a new area further west and in this valley there have been a lot of lead mines so the earth is It's happy to gift us with this wonderful resource if it's done with reverence. But these mines have been mined, back to the the, uh, Roman times, but most recently in the Victorian times, and there was a five-year period where these mines were just, there were shanty towns, there were so many people here and young boys were sent down 10 11 12 sent into these mines to do to do this work and of course working with lead has mental health issues so this sorrow and there's this thoughtlessness and this greed and this scarring of the landscape these mines when i go to them there's a sort of flapping it's like they're open there's been no closure there's no thank you, gnomes of the of the ground, the earth. Thank you, great mountains, hills of this va- and, and valley, for your gifts. There's no gratitude, and so it's flapping, and therefore there's difficulties. There's um, conflict between farmers. There is a kind of. Um, exhaustion in the land here. I mean, it's very beautiful, but this, I, I think this is why I've been drawn here or asked to be here. So I've been taking biodynamic preparations and this is biodynamic farming was started Rudolf Steiner, which is about not only farming the physical land, it's about farming spiritually and ecologically and holistically. And there's certain preparations that you dynamize, i.e. you spin it in water for an hour so that you have this this vortex and the water and these highly potentized minerals become incredible medicine for the land. So I've been putting, I started to put these biodynamic preparations around the mines, (coughs) giving thanks. (coughs) Excuse me. Giving thanks to the Nature beings for the gifts because nobody else has done it. And I'm beginning to feel a sort of this um, response coming. And you can see that Mother Nature's done her very best. All these trees have grown up around the mines. And it, you can see these nature speaks leaning in to help, but it needs the human being because the human being dug the mines used the minds, took from the minds. So it has to be a human being. So I go there and I say, my name is Susan. I am a representative of the human kingdom. And I am so sorry for the thoughtlessness, the greed and the sorrow that has lived here. I've come with healing medicine. I've come with prayer. And so that's something that all of us can do especially if you do it in groups it's a wonderful thing to do a, a healing ritual mm. to give oh, thanks that was
1: so beautiful thank you susan <laughs> for sharing that that piece of your recent story that was lovely i i just want to say thank you so much for all that you're doing on so many levels and so many dimensions and thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. <laughs> thank you. Real pleasure. I can't wait to re-watch this interview. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, please do subscribe for Weekly Passionate Inspirational Interviews.